And the record button is on. Yeah? What's up, Will? Bro, how's it going? What's who, up? Who would have thought that uh, after our last episode, when we said we'd go on a break, we actually end up being back in the studio recording uh, another episode, but not a regular episode. Uh, we just have a lot of our minds, so we uh, wanted to do a BP. To be fair, uh, first of all, what's up, guys? Will here next to me. I'm Jason, this GAP. We took a short break three weeks, I guess, and then now we're back at it. We uh, wanted to fill the air, fill the winter air, unless if you're living in the South Hemisphere, then the summer air with our sultry, silky smooth voice. You may need to talk a little bit louder. God damn it. Okay, so this is BP number There we go. All good 13. So Gotta get the mic right in your face. Yeah, that means I need to like move it away whenever I need to breathe. Or just turn your head. Anyway, so um, we we don't always have it as like a set rule where you know one guy you know takes over one BP and the next person takes over the other BP, but it just so happens to be that way. Um, so this time round, uh, you wanna you know rack your brain, Jason? What's what's uh what's been bothering you or like what's been on your mind in terms of anime and manga? So there is not, as Will said, any rules to how we should run this show nor are there any rules to running BPs. But yes, uh, today it is my turn to uh, flip the script, to throw the topic in Will's face. So, Will, originally I did have a number of things that I wanted to touch upon in terms of a, a bits and pieces topic, but two recent news stories, which I'm pretty sure when we do episode 49 we will report on it, has uh, piqued my interest and has then shifted my ideas. So these two news stories are, and one of them was on Christmas Day, believe it or not, was uh, Hunter x Hunter got indefinitely on hiatus. So Uh, You you really want to talk about this? Okay. No, 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 no. So it's tangentially related. So then the other piece of news that uh, I forgot on which day, but obviously it was around mid to late December is and i don't know if you know this but episode 13 of uncle from another yep, world i know about that Oji-san isekai is getting delayed due to covid19 in china yep i saw that as well so that got me thinking about a lot of things you know the end of the year you tend to look back some people do at least i do on the stuff that happened the past year and whatnot and health is a very big concern nowadays i think that is not not like very like mind blowing to hear that when one's health deteriorates at a certain point you're dead i mean we we we've talked about like you know overwork in the industry we've talked about debilitating health whether it's physical mental even emotional uh which has led to you know certain series whether it be manga or anime get shelved get delayed um it's 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 always like a, a tough thing to talk about but it's a very much like a real reality that we have to deal with yeah, and of course, there are plenty of news stories that we have come across where it's, oh, this manga is on hiatus and whatnot. And I just thought this might be a, a good, interesting topic to just not really to be emphatically about, like be emphatic about the whole topic, but just to, you know, discuss it with you and pick your brain a bit and have some of my thoughts put out there. And uh, so the topic really is uh, the general health and well-being of the anime and manga industry, and even maybe 
the in the health of the industry themselves rather than just the people that you know help make the industry go so you know funny enough before we even start recording you're like ah i wonder if uh you know we have some crossover of our uh our our topics um there, there's no major um crossover but there were a couple of things that you know you mentioned that i think i might also discuss um in in an upcoming BP, whenever that one will release, we time travel. Yeah, but um, we'll, we'll we'll keep it specifically to this discussion here in terms of the general health of uh, creators, publishers, um, and you know what that means for the the greater landscape of anime and manga. Um, so this goes back to you know when we did our proliferation of anime and manga, how it's you know essentially no longer just a small niche of uh you know geeks and nerds on the internet uh you know looking for you know 2d cartoons and now actually blossoming into multi-billion dollar industries where you know you have mega box like uh office hits you know in terms of like Jujutsu Kaisen Zero you also had all the Makoto Shinkai movies let's not forget about um Demon Slayer Mugen Train um which then means of course that you know everybody is going to be clamoring for the next best thing, the next thing to binge on, the next thing to really take up our time. Uh, but, you know, regards to how we use our time, there's also going to be needing someone to actually create something for us to enjoy. And, um, you know, we've seen it many, many times, you know, particularly we, we've covered um, the, the working conditions of um, animators at MAPPA Studio or even other, other studios where they have to work with extremely stringent uh, timelines, uh, uh, deadlines, and, you uh, essentially just need to get something out so that people can enjoy that does come to the detriment of you know their mental well-being their physical health and more often than not you know we 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 know that with these companies right with with mappa with crunchyroll netflix any any major production studio or distribution studio streaming service these are all for-profit companies so no matter what, like even if there was like a workplace industry or the uh, workplace injury, or if there was like some sort of maybe unionized strike in the background or a viral outbreak, I if mean, you will, that, yeah. that one has been like commonplace, like for like well over two years, almost three years now. Mm-hmm. These are things that you unfortunately just have to you know sweep under the rug because as a for-profit company, you have to make profit. The whole bottom line is that whatever you produce, whatever you do. With your time, you've got to be making money, and so therefore you're just jamming, you're just jamming so many different things in one go to be able to release and get people hyped about it, put more money into your pockets, and continue making this these upcoming projects so you can continue to make more money. That's just that vicious cycle. Yeah, I mean, it is extremely obvious that if there is no cash flow going in, there will be no product to be made, no wages to be paid. So at a certain point. You can't just, you know, have integrity and honor, right? At the end of the day, unless if you're doing it for charity or you're doing it on your own dime, when it's your ass on the line, when it's you have to feed your family's mouth and yours, you got to do what you got to do. And sometimes a lot of people tend to rag on whether it's the animation studio, the committee, or producers. And some, and in many cases, they do deserve some sort of blame or scheduling conflict or whatnot but it's a it's a tough kind of industry and when you factor in the japanese kind of work culture or even just asian work culture i'm sure will you and i both live in hong kong you both you and i know how 
how uh, grueling it can be. Yeah, and just in my opinion, a lot of people just wouldn't be able to handle it, even though here, at least in Hong Kong, at least I can say it is the norm to do certain, you know, work practices or mannerisms that maybe to the West or other places, it is so like work-life balance, disproportionate, that kind of thing. And that's just the way it is. If you don't like it, then you're going to have to find somewhere else, right? Find a place that actually suits your work-life balance, a place that creates a culture where you feel safe and welcomed. Um, But at the same time, right? Like how many of those places really exist? You know, yeah, it's it's not even just an, an Asia thing. It's a global thing too. Because in the end, you're you know if you're not working for yourself, you're working for someone, and their expectations and deadline, the deadlines may not match up with yours. So even if you want to work at a more leisurely pace or you want to work at a faster pace, if you know the end product is dictated by someone else, then you know how much say do you really have in terms of managing a release schedule, releasing something that you know would actually allow for you to create edit, perfect, and then release rather than just get everything done within a two-week time span or however, however short a time we're talking about. Right. So uh, animation companies, just like any other corporation or pro- for-profit company, needs to make money in order to sustain itself. No-brainer. You have heard countless news stories and probably sometimes even personally experienced being overworked, exhausted, underpaid for the job that you do or the animators do or the mangakas do no-brainer. I, however, have done some thoughts about it, and I have found, obviously, not how to fix this thing, because obviously, this is not, it's a systemic thing, right? It's really hard to be able to be one dude and be like, yo, I got the panacea, I got the solution to all this. But I do have certain kind of thoughts about how to maybe alleviate or make things easier. And One of the things is actually a platform that, Will, you and I consume quite a bit, or at least have consumed quite a bit, and that is a digital manga platform, Jump Plus. So I think something like Spikes Family, Kaiju Number 8, and nowadays Chainsaw Man, but more so about Kaiju Number 8 and Spikes Family, have been... Uh, Spikes Family is massively popular, and it deservedly so, and we think that Kaiju Number 8 is awesome, and it will be. Uh, You might have noticed, I'm sure you have, that sometimes the mangakas go on breaks, go on hiatus, and just maybe, like, you know, have one illustration for that kind of release. They call it, like, you know, chapter whatever, point five or point one, and Spikes Family also does the same thing, and it seems like this Hunter x Hunter kind of hiatus seems to kind of have that kind of trend where look we're not gonna commit to a really fixed serialization but we have something to sort of let you know that hey we're just gonna chill for a bit but here's something we're not abandoning the project we're not abandoning the manga but listen we hear you just give us a little bit of a break and we'll give you what you want you know, at a fixed point at a later time. And usually when I see those comments for like those maybe one or two page illustrations for like the break illustration, you know what I mean? Like the point fives or whatnot, a chapter or whatever point five has always almost universally, I think very, very small portion of people are against it. In fact, they're all like, oh yeah, cool. It's cool. I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll just, 
I'll hit notifications. I'll come back and check on it a bit. Now, that seems to give me an indication that, at least on a very surface level, that mangakas obviously still have a very f- like rigid and hard working schedule and work ethic. But it seems that people really do understand how fucked up it can be. Yeah, well, I, I think, you know, when you're talking about, you know, the the manga series you specifically you mentioned, right? Like, these are also, ironically, series that have actually got, like, some good acclaim. You know, these are, these are series that are popular, that are still running. And so, therefore, you can say that people are a little bit more forgiving. But what about the series that end up getting canceled early? Or the series that just don't get as much of a, sh- you know, um, the, the, the light shone on, uh, shone on them because... They're just not popular, right? Like it, it's it's easy to say that you know if you've made it, then you deserve to have a break. But what about the ones who just don't get that break or just don't get that kind of you know eyes on their product, and therefore they have to you know constantly produce more and more and more manga or whatever product they're creating. Like it, at, at some point, if if it's a you know a small name you know artist, small name mangaka that's trying to get their break, eventually they're gonna run into a wall where they just have to constantly produce something every 50 pages 100 pages maybe two or three of them are going to be good and then afterwards maybe after like five or six serializations only one of them ever gets you know an anime adaptation or or, gets or enough, momentum yeah. right yeah so, totally get that so like the i i know you're not providing a solution you're just making suggestions this is all just or at least an observation right, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah i think that you know being able to you know give a pass to certain mangakas um, it's only because of the fact that we've well, generally come to know that this is a good mangaka that produces good manga. Therefore, maybe we're a little bit more forgiving. But at the same time, that's like literally the cream of the crop. Right? Yeah. That's like the top one, maybe 2%. And everything else underneath just doesn't get that same treatment. I mean, going against... Uh, no, not going against. Going with what you're saying, like Aka Akasaka, right? Kaguya-sama, love is war, beloved by all. The guy's just like, yo, guess what? Um, Oshinoko is doing great too, but um, I'm just not going to draw because shit is really tough. I'm still going to draw on the side and for hobbies and maybe I'll do a one-shot here and there. But, you know, like, guys, I'm better off just writing shit. And because of the acclaim with the previous IPs, he's everyone's like, yeah, makes sense. Oh, Tatsuki Fujimoto, which um, does Chainsaw Man, obviously, uh only because he is so successful and kind of like a visionary in many ways, he gets a pass when he produces like two one shots. Well, actually three. I think the, there's a third one called like "Don't Listen to My don't, Song" don't or something. My song, "Look Back, Airy." Uh, no, "Look Back and Goodbye, Airy." Yeah, and but those first two, which are kind of extensive one shots, are like really phenomenal, and that's why people give them a pass. So of course, I understand that we're only hearing about the cream of the crop and not sort of the lesser knowns. And you can well, even say that there, about there, the animation there, studios, right? There is right? a counterpoint to the Tatsumoku, Tatsuki of Jimoto one, which is the fact that, you know, at the end of, you know, the original Chainsaw Man series, he did say, hey, look, I've got something coming up for part two, whenever that may release. So at least then he's already generated hype. But also that means that he's also generated enough patience amongst his fans as well, because, you know, after nearly 98 chapters, almost 100 chapters of really, really good Chainsaw Man, people will be a little more forgiving that, like, you know, this guy spent weeks on weeks on weeks on weeks producing something, 
he deserves to have a break. But during that break, he was still able to put out three one shots, two which I would say are actual one shots, and then one which is kind of just you know like it's 14, a chapter, fourteen, yeah. fifteen pages, right? So it's not so much that like fans are like, hey, you know what, Tatsuki Fujimoto-san, just go get that deserved break. No, the guy was still like working behind the scenes. It's just that we waited a little bit longer for Chainsaw Man Part Two, which you know he already said it's going to come out at some point. Don't worry so much about it. So I, I I don't know if you know we're we're giving him any sort of like treatment in terms of you know just take the time you need to produce something. Um, but I understand at the same time you know when when we talk about Tatsuki Fujimoto, you know because I've read all of um, Fire Punch as well, the little snippets he has when he talks about like you know personal stories, whether it's true or false, it kind of you know gives you like a small glimpse into his mental well being. And for a long time, even after doing Chainsaw Man, like, it was very clear. The guy was still not doing very well on a personal level, and only recently has he become a little bit more out of his shell, a little more comfortable in doing stuff. Um, so wasn't it like yeah. the fold of the manga had like you you would you would like you would like uh, screenshot me like there's a picture of him, yeah there's a picture of himself in, 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 from his childhood and there'd, there'd be like a, a one line talking about how like oh my grandmother killed my cat today. Or like, and I had to go to school. Like, it, 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 that's or not like what I it was. I had chocolate yeah. today, or I had a walk today. That was nice. And I'm just like, bro, I'm, yeah. s- I'm sorry. I'm, I'm really sorry. Now, whether that actually is like a deep dive into his mental or emotional well-being or whatever state he may be in, um, we, we can't ever like confirm it, right? Because in the end, these could be personal anecdotes. These could just be you know fictional lines he decided to throw in there just to be edgy or whatnot. But I'm not surprised, yeah, right? Right? It's, it's something that you understand. It, 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 even then... Then it's like it's not like a cry for help. It's not like a cry for attention. But it does at least show that like, hey, look, this guy is like, I, I guess in a way a visionary because Chainsaw Man, like literally when it comes to the hype trains, could not be bigger. Like no no bigger than you know the, the Jujutsu Kaisens and the Demon Slayers and whatnot. As but, of recording, still have not watched a single episode of Chainsaw Man. Not because I. it's bad, but because... It's, we've, we've read all the fucking yeah. manga, so there's no need I, for us to rush into it, I'm right? I'm telling you, I'm, I'm gonna be, it's going to be lit when I binge all of the episodes in one go. It's going to be the best. It's, it's going it, to... It, I mean, like, enough people on Twitter, on the Mal boards, you know, like, and, and Reddit are, like, saying this is, like, a visual masterpiece. I mean, every big anti-tuber has already covered it, so... We'll, we'll just take our time. Yeah, Will and I don't want to say I told you so, but, you know. It, it was good, huh, right? Yeah. So, again, also with um, mangakas, yeah. right? Animation studios also fall into the same kind of, quote-unquote, pitfall or dilemma, right? How many mappas do we hear where, you know, uh, being short-staffed and whatnot comes to light? But how many of these... And I don't want to say B tier studios, but lesser known or smaller studios. Let's, to, let's just say smaller, because there's yeah. obviously some studios that get a lot more funding and do get a lot more bigger projects, and some which kind of actually have to scramble for work. Yeah, exactly. So, are you going to? Because when the industry as an animation studio is each project is make or break, do or die. I mean, you can say that about a lot of stu- a lot of like industries, but animation is like that you kind of have to figure out that the stakes that if anything were to fall short of expectation or whatever uh, the bottom line for the company is it's game over and it's just really unfortunate but that's the way it is at the moment but uh the reason why i mentioned jump plus will is because 
the, the digital platform, at least from a manga standpoint, seems to at least offer some sort of breathing room. You know what I mean? For the creators. Now, does that mean that everyone gets to have that? Yeah. Does that mean I was gonna say does that, that mean yeah. that if the momentum stops, just like for example with Uncle Isekai, no one gives a shit about it anymore, or everyone's complaining that Netflix still has not released anything beyond episode seven, at least worldwide, despite the fact that it has been premiered in Japan, which really sucks because we want to see more, but we can't. So it's just like and then now we, ha- we hear all of a sudden, oh, by the way, guys, episode 13 is delayed. And uh, I'm just staring at, like, Netflix and being like, well, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 is not here yet. So I guess this doesn't make a difference. It does, but it also doesn't. So, uh, And the whole Netflix thing of everything releasing in chunks versus week by week is also a different kind of dilemma, too. So yeah. That's actually something I wanted to get into later on, so maybe we'll save that for BP14. But sure. uh, yeah, I mean the fact that you already talked about that, I'm sure we're gonna have a lot to talk about in the upcoming BP. But onto the 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 access, well, the, at least the accessibility, and I guess somewhat of a forgiveness when it comes to digi- like digitally publishing your anime like and manga C kind of thing. Yeah, I, I think that at some point though, right? Like we 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 tend to be on the more forgiving side you and i right like we can't say that for everybody so it's but i think that at some point and this is not necessarily a good thing either but patience wears thin at some point people are going to be like well why are we not getting anything new why have we been waiting for so long if the health condition of the manga or the producer is that bad then why not just come out and say you know what this is done we're not going to do anything anymore i mean think for example right like Let's let's talk about um your 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 most favorite three D anime of all time, mm-hmm. right? Has there been any clamor or any mention about for Land of the Lustrous yeah. season two? What, what? I, look, I I uh, that's a very good question, Will. Uh, I have no answer, but B Stars is pretty good, I guess. Studio Orange is on that, but B Stars also has its own issues in terms of release schedules, not a lot as well, which we'll talk about later on. But, okay, okay. You know, I I, th- I think I know what 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 you're trying to say for this other recording that we're doing in the near future. But yeah. so I mean, I, I mean, in the end, right? Like if we talk about, for example, the just for the manga of Land of Lustrous, has anything new come out recently? Uh, yeah, it started serialization a, a, a bit ago. Yeah, but they, how long was the break in between? A while, because she wanted to play uh, Elden Ring. And, Allegedly, right? Uh, she took a photo of her PS5, so I guess there's that. Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, when you were saying that, like, you know, this is a respected manga, we should give them the you know the time and space they need to do what they need because at the end of the day, as much as they are creatives, they're also human and they do need to recharge their batteries, whether it's just to, you know, feel emotionally like safe to continue working or even like on a physical level. My guy, I can imagine that there is a good, a good amount of people within the, you know, during that wait for the, for the next lad lustrous and even for that country hunter as well, where people are just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Why, Why are we waiting so fucking long for this? So, not only actually now that I think about it, do I want to talk about the health of the creators, producers, animators. And not only do I want to talk about the health of the industry, which as Willa and I kind of mentioned time and time again over the past several podcast seasons, 
anime and manga getting way popular. Since episode 5, when we did our stigmatization and proliferation of anime and manga, things have all the way gone to Mugen Train accounting for, what was it, like 12% of the GDP of the anime industry, or I, I, I don't know the actual statistic, well, but it's it, high. In, in terms of like the second season of Demon, uh, Demon Slayer as well, uh, 20% of households in Japan were playing it at that time yeah top 18 top uh, you know at the top for 18 weeks consecutively so literally every demographic every age gender occupation whatever study there was a good amount of those people were watching demon slayer and that was just like in the last like year and a half yeah, two years and sim rumbling was number one on the billboard charts in the fucking u.s i mean i i will and i at least i love telling the story because it just exhibits the sheer uh, proliferation of uh, anime and manga within the zeitgeist. But one thing I do want to sort of mention is the health and um, well-being of the anime or manga series or whatever, the series themselves. Because as you said, right, when you create that expectation, like for example, let's talk about Devil's a Part-Timer. From season one to season two is massive, the weight. It was like nine years. And we got something for season two. But, well, nah. you know. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, despite the fact that the mangaka did not get along with um, Shonen Jump, Bleach came back and was fucking banger, apparently. We have we went to a party, right, Will? Where there was... Um, yeah, we did. A person that... Uh, yeah, yeah she, she was very, very excited about... Bleach, and I was just like, I got nothing to say because I haven't watched anything beyond the Eisen arc. But I'm glad that you're enjoying it because, hey, look, it is the greatest anime of all time on my anime list. Yeah, number one currently. So, I funny enough, now Kaguya-sama has dropped. It's now third. Oh, shit. Yeah, as it deserves to what, be. What, AOT is two? No, of course not. Oh, Brotherhood? Yeah. What? I see. Yeah, okay. Brotherhood, Brotherhood, you know, stands, you know... The test of time. It's still, you know, within you know, the top three. So the Illuminati is still hard at work, yeah? Well, I mean, it's it's more... I mean, like, we, we can talk about, like, the whole... No, like, no, no, no. Like, rating system that I'm, Mal has. I'm trolling, how, I'm well, trolling. I mean, well, I mean, like, you're also, like, in the same vein you're talking about it. There's there's loads of troll anatubers that do the same thing. We should go and, you know, bash on Fullmetal Alchemist to bring it down so then our lovely Kaguya-sama can rise above and be number one. Fruits Basket was also skyrocketing. Um, funny enough, it wasn't actually either of those series that caused this whole vote brigading situation to start in the first place. It was actually Interspecies Inter- uh, Reviewer. That was a series that, uh, that was, was funny when was, that yeah, happened. It was skyrocketing. And then at that point, Mal realized our voting system is actually broken because we can't stop people from just going on there and bombarding our website and just like. Or bots, I think. Right? Well, I mean, like bots would be, will fall into it too. Yeah, exactly. Because someone would uh, be like, you know what? Let's just rally and make this number one. And then all of a sudden, now you can go. They, they actually have a formula on how the average scores are create are, are calculated. Um, but that was only published back in 2018. And then after Interspecies Reviewer, they then had to realize, you know what? Like, we need to make a couple changes. So it was like a certain percentage of anime must be consumed or, 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 or manga must be consumed. Um, and then there must be a certain amount of people uh, that are actually actively like that actually have this on their lists to be able to be relevant for, for a scoring um, side note. Yeah. Uh, did you know that uh, Bochi, the rock, which has ended uh, 
is higher ranked than Chainsaw Man. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't care. I mean, because I haven't watched it yet. Yeah. But it, again, it's 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 also the fact, I mean, we, we can talk about it again, about the whole malistings and that, like, the oh, top and, the top anime are not the best anime. Yeah, and we that, fall, that's just let's just say for like, let's just say that point and clear, right? Yeah. Bleach Thousand Year Blood War is not the best anime of all time, but it is certainly one of the most popular, which is why it's up, you know, at 9.22. The the the, the scores themselves are not indicative of whether an anime is good or not. It's just down to how popular it is and how people want to show praise by giving it a 10 or a 9 or whatever it may be. Because at the end of the day, anime, manga, all this is an art form, which then therefore means it's subjective at a certain point. But but the hours people put in, the money that is generated, you know, all like the when people unfortunately have have to go on hiatus or they pass away, you know, all that stuff – those are just straight, hard, cold facts, right? That no one can deny unless if they want to deny reality. And it is unfortunate that um, when I say that the digital manga space seems to be improving, may not be, there is, a, of course, as, as we mentioned earlier, only probably the cream of the crop gets a pass of some sort and only past a certain time period, yeah. whatever that may be. But I would argue that the anime digital streaming space is actually very, very restrictive, especially when you consider worldwide. Yeah, we'll get into that again later on. Oh, I see. Okay, so maybe I shouldn't yeah. talk about that. Then. If you want to, I mean, like I still feel I'd be able to talk about you know what I want to talk about in BP14 anyway. Sure, um, sure. But look, like we we can talk about we can highlight you know the the conditions that animators and producers work in we can you know of course you know, we've talked countless times about how many mangakas or producers have passed away or like are facing you know crippling injuries or debilitating health that it actually you know pauses or even like full blown just cancels a series um but what is there really that people can do Right, like we 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 talk about it not as like a solution, but more as like a highlight on what it could potentially be in terms of having more leniency on a digital platform. But you know, as you've mentioned, anime itself is now a digital digital medium. Like people aren't rushing to buy Blu-rays and DVDs, or if you're you know still in the Stone Age using VHS, people now use streaming sites. But people at the end of the day want to consume entertainment at a frightening level you know like that's why like every media agency every news tabloid talks about what the upcoming blockbuster movie is going to be what the what the next netflix series to binge on will be like oh or amazon prime or hulu or whoever picks up something then it's enough for people to switch subscriptions or to add an extra uh, service onto their monthly expenditure we all live in a society where everything has to work towards a goal and unfortunately the goal of these for-profit companies is to keep making money so that goal isn't actually a goal in the end there's no end to this whatsoever because what happens when you make your first million dollars your first billion dollars you're just going to want to continue growing and growing and growing and when the profits start slipping when you start that you see your arrow is no longer ascending but actually descending you're now going into the red you have to be a lot more cutthroat you got to find ways to steady the ship 
cut costs and bring things up to a level where you can continue to operate on a profitable level. And therefore, it does mean that, unfortunately, the health and well-being of the creators, of the people who actually produce the content for your services, they go by the wayside. So, my very amateurish, cursory kind of response, which, by the way, is only one of someone who just follows anime and manga news, as well as somehow, by some miracle of God, has a podcast that is on the air, available for everyone. I have two to three solutions of varying degrees of practicality that I kind of want to throw at you, Will. So let's start with probably, I think, the least predictable one, which is alternate source of funding. We have done, we have participated and funded certain Kickstarters on animes, like The Girl from the Other Side by Wit Studio and whatnot. We did not kickstart the, what is it, 10th year, 20th year anniversary. But nonetheless, there are opportunities for the fans to kind of contribute to projects to have it kind of come to fruition, right? And I think that that one is the least predictable just because who knows what the product ends up being because it also is dependent on funding and that assumes that all of your funding is from the consumers, which is hardly ever the case. In fact, if anything, it's more like hey, look at all the hype that this generated. Give us X amount of money. So then someone crunches the numbers and like, yeah, that checks out or something. Yeah. On a property level of how that would actually like help or solve this ongoing issue of debilitating health and you know mental well-being, I would give that like a 3 out of 10. Yeah, I mean... Because simply because, like you said, right, funding. If people are already canceling Netflix and Crunchyroll subscriptions, why would they spend money on, you know... Why would they? If they're trying to save money, why would they spend money on doing GoFundMe's and Kickstarters and whatnot? And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know, that, uh, that. That's where it's like it, it obviously is an avenue. Yes. it exists for a reason, but it's not a sustainable one. Oh, definitely. It, but it is one that exists and that one that we have participated in. Whether yeah. or not it stands the test of time or it solves a problem, I think is very, very yeah. small. I don't. I don't think it will solve a problem. But like you said, it provides an alternative. To yeah. smaller studios or to studios that just, you know, do not get adequate funding to be able to produce passion projects. Because let's be real, a lot of the stuff that comes out from Kickstarters don't always end up becoming profitable. Rather, it is like a great idea that comes from someone or some group and they just don't have the money to be able to produce it on a massive scale. So therefore, they reach out to crowdfunding and whether or not, you know, they continue to be able to produce high quality stuff you know that that's that's you can never depend on that you know like there are companies that depend on a kickstarter model a patreon model a gofundme model and they somehow make it work for them but again that is like a very very niche group of people that actually are able to take advantage of the platform create a strong enough following to therefore be able to get enough funding to continue doing that. But when you start mixing in big studios like Wit, like MAPPA, Madhouse, or whoever it is that wants to use a crowdfunding platform, that that then creates a problem where it's like, these are massive multi-million dollar studios. Well, I mean, I don't know multi-million, but they definitely get enough money to be able to you know, work and fund like projects that they get assigned to. Or the rep. The that, reputation is solid, and, right? But Everyone's that, heard it, right? But then that brings on another side in terms of reputation, right? 
why is a studio like Wit needing to get more money from people? Why is a studio like Trigger needing to get more money when they already have such a big pedigree? They really should have enough studios, enough production companies to come to them and say, hey, we know the stuff you've done. We want you to continue working. So that in itself brings like a different issue, which is are the studios themselves just underpaid? Are they not getting enough funding and therefore need to go to crowdfunding sources? That's, Maybe. That, that, we don't know. But that's a problem, right? Definitely like, is a problem. Because as, as big as the anime and manga industry are now, more and more money is being pumped into the industry. But where does that money go? Exactly. Um, then goes into my sort of second kind of observation in terms of um, potential avenues for solution. And again, this is not a be-all, end-all nor is this like the sole way. It's more like a mixture of a million different methods. But no one really buys a lot of Blu-rays, for example. Physical. Ooh. When was the last media. time you bought a Blu-ray? That wasn't a Kickstarter, by the way. Zoku. Right. So that was it, right? But yeah. it's because of the fact that you've consumed everything else digitally for the Monogatari series. And you love the shit out of it. So, of course, you're going to go and get that shit. I don't have anything in terms of like digital media, but since I have a best friend here, there it is to me, Jason, I absolutely fucking love the JoJo series. So he decided for my birthday last year to get me the art books for the JoJo series. And that goes into, in my opinion, the most viable physical merchandise. Because of course, the hardcore fans would buy the Blu-rays, right? But those are expensive. Those are hard to come by. And that also assumes that you have a, you know, a disc slot to use your Blu-ray. When was the last time? I mean, like, shit, like, I built a PC. It doesn't have a CD drive. Exactly, right? So, but art books, concept art. I can't tell you how many mangas I have bought in the last couple of years because that number is pretty... I'm not not saying digital. Physical mangas is like zero. But the last one I bought... Man, I, I bought a lot of Naruto, a lot of One Piece, and a lot of Bleach. I mean, of course, Big 3, right? But, that but they're was, all in Chinese. But that was like mid-2000s, like yeah. the hype of the Big 3, right? And they were all in Chinese because it was just hard to get English manga at the yeah. time. Thank you, uh, Taiwan. I did end up getting some Tokyo Ghoul later on, but it, that was back in 2017, 2018. But, but, but Will, who, Since then, right? Since then, I haven't bought anything else. I did buy an art book. There you Tokyo go. Ghoul. Exactly. That's yeah. what I was going to say. But I have bought numerous art books, whether it is the Demon Slayer one. I have a Persona 3 and 4, and I'm trying to hunt for the fifth one. I don't even know if they even have a fifth art book. There has to be. I mean, one of the art books that you got for me was, like, not even in print anymore. It was only in Japanese. You had to find some, like, you use, I don't know what, eBay or whatever you used. I did it. And and locate somebody. You had to, like, you use Google Translate to be able to communicate with the seller. Bro, when they sent me the 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 package for it and it has that cat the neko delivery uh japanese brand that's when you know shit is like legit legit because it's it wasn't dhl or ups or fedex or any of this it was just neko mail no no it's a really well-known delivery service you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah, yeah. but it was like you send it to me through that bro this guy's a g this guy's old school fuck yeah but anyways yeah, yeah i think art books though is something that People would be uh, willing, at least I am personally, and I think minus sort of maybe the dimensions of the book, you would still be more open to it at least than, you know, physical discs, right? Yeah. Again, I think like in terms of how that would solve the issue of overwork and improving. Oh, no, it doesn't. um, it's, It's, again, like 
a very small negligible. Like, but but what what you're doing here though is not so much providing solutions, but rather like alternatives in terms of how to generate more funding for studios or give or put more money into the pockets of the creators, and hopefully then like even if they do need to take breaks, it's not just them nursing their well being; they're also you know fiscally sustainable too, right? In, right. In the end, like these people don't necessarily get contracted by major publishers where they get you know full like um pension packages they get like health and dental care and all that like a lot of times these are self-funded or if you know very 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 rarely you do get some sort of health package from your company and it's you know a limited or medium coverage you end up having to fork over a lot of money when you just don't work like what are you gonna do like i mean togashi right hunter hunter i mean he was working on Hunter Hunter for so goddamn long, and then people started complaining about how the quality of the art started dropping in the uh, last like three hundred chapters. I was, I was but one it, of those but, people. But at the same time, too, it's like we didn't know any of the behind the scenes because people just don't want to pry into the health, or or they the, just don't know. Yeah, right. Like what, if what, I were to, what, what we do see though is the product, and if we don't like the product, we complain. That's generally how it is it's not like like oh you, you can be like oh you know it's just you know a one-time thing you know like you go to a restaurant you get a bad meal it's fine whatever no like you will be like damn i paid like 40 bucks for this dish and it didn't taste as well as i imagined u.s right yeah you okay. would you would have a right at least to voice out some complaints some dissatisfaction uh, but just don't like berate whoever made the food for you like in the end there's still a human behind there but to, to just continuously be like fine and blase about whatever mishaps or whatever inconsistencies you have in a product that's that's just not normal everyone is going to find some dissatisfaction in something and will voice out complaints but then at the same time right like because of the fact that we want a final product we just ignore who was the creator behind it and so for takashi um for even for ano as well when he was you know finishing up evangelion and then funding ran out and he had to just basically use like PowerPoint sketch pads for whatever the last two to three chapters were. The outburst of 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 negativity and criticism like was insurmountable. Oh, absolutely. And, and yeah. so therefore you need to think these people do need to take a break, right? It's not just because of the fact that they ran out of funding or they just have bad health. It's just in the end, we as the consumers end up putting these people in bad places and they for, therefore they need to have time, space and safety to be able to recuperate and get back in the industry. But in order for all that to happen, they still need to be able to have a safety blanket financially to continue working, to be able to continue living with their lives. And so when we talk about, you know, maybe giving more of a spotlight on art books or merchandise or even like, you know, hard copy DVDs and whatnot, and maybe using alternative distribution platforms uh, and crowdsourcing platforms to be able to, fix up and rise that bottom line you know these these things are they're band-aids right on a, on a on a big old scar yeah so then comes my final kind of alternative which in my opinion again as someone who actually is only a cursory critic of the industry and not like a actual in-depth like grain of salt kind of thing right like yeah this is just an opinion take it for what you exactly don't don't assume i'm some expert you know but animation studio 
collaborations and handoff is kind of my uh, last alternative way of mitigating, you know, uh, normalizing the workload for everyone. So Spike's family, for example, is a Wit Studio Cloverworks production, while at the same time they release a bunch of different stuff. So Wit Studio at that time would be releasing, or maybe they have it done, they just didn't release it yet, the Ancient Magus Bride, I think they call it The Boy from the West and the Blue Knight, which I finished recently. And they just got done with like stuff like uh, Ranking of Kings. They were also in the midst of doing a few other projects. Cloverworks has been working on shit exactly. all the time as well. Cloverworks is doing Bochi the Rock. Wit Studio is, you know, and, you know, they, they, they're keeping busy. Exactly. So it's not like they're being lazy. But when they were collaborating, at first I kind of was like, the fuck i mean even though the two studios are very well known i love them to death but that collaboration threw me off balance and then when i thought about some more i'm like no shit jason it makes perfect sense because you assume that hey maybe maybe okay well i have no evidence to say what i'm about to say but uh the shift in burden the shift in responsibilities is fluid or can be fluid so Maybe something happens here that they can't handle or this studio is better at this than the other. But the fact that they're willing to collaborate and I don't know how the the profit or revenue is split and I'm not assuming it's 50-50. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But what I am assuming is that they are helping each other to create a product that actually ends up being very, very well done. Yeah, so that does exist. To some extent, not in the sense where it's like you have like your title card and immediately you see Wit, Cloverworks side by side. Because every now and then you'll see like a Sunrise production that is supported by Tatsunoko or you might get an OLM that has production IG running in the background. But it's never like front and center. These are the studios that are working together. Now, I, I feel I, like I, there's I, a yeah. caveat I need to say, which I, I know you're probably going to say this, but I feel like I should say it first, which is... This obviously does not include outsourcing. This no, obviously but, does not but, include like, but that's, but that's what I mean like too. Studio it's like Mur or whatever, because because in the end, that's just how it works too, right? Like you get a bunch of money, but you also don't have enough work staff. And I don't know why people just don't pay their animators more money. I don't run a business. I'm not going to complain about that. But we'll that, report that, in that, when but, we but, run but our own animation studio. But, but that's just like a model that people go through. I mean, like, why do you think that there are still like? subtitle issues with Netflix and with Crunchyroll. It's because of the that they don't have an in-house subtitle company, or they don't even just, you know, actually have like a proper unionized like dubbing and subbing community, rather they just go to freelancers. Because I, I have opinions on that, by the yeah, way. But. It's less taxes, it's easier to get freelance work, and also because you're working on rush schedules, it's just You don't need to, to pay health coverage, but... Uh, yeah, so there's, there's a whole slew on that thing, too. The, right? the subbing thing is actually... There is history behind why it is the way yeah. it is today or at I mean, least that, it explains well, well, to I mean, some that, degree that, that's why Crunchyroll like, existed in the first place in 2006 right like it's because of the whole growth of fan subs and piracy companies that ended up showing like Crunchyroll coming in it's like you know what like there's a there's a huge fan base of anime fans and not enough people wanting to watch it why don't we quote unquote legitimize it and use it as a paid service now of course there's a lot of other intricacies that go behind the scenes. Some stuff we may talk about in the next episode for RPP as well. But the point is, that in terms of having active collaboration between studios, I like that. Like you said, having a Mur or like a Tatsunoko or any other, uh, other company, like, like 
outsourced like, and also brought onto the project, but not necessarily getting the spotlight. In the end, though, like the whole like the brunt of criticism will fall on the main studio. Right? It's never the licensors, the distributors, the publishers, whatnot. It is the studio that is front and center, the ones who are handling the works from the outside, right? And so to have like two studios come together to bear that burden together, hey, maybe or may not that will solve anything. Maybe actually just, you know, twofolds or threefolds the issues, whatever it may be, because it would be like, imagine, for example, like MAPPA and Production IG work together on one thing and it's a being shit. Well, then both have eggs in their face. But like, that's just like the easy assumption to make, right? Like if you did, if you had two big powerhouse studios come together and work and hopefully create a, a, a very easy and collaborative environment for people to work on better schedules, have you know less tight deadlines because you're easy, it's easier for you to hand stuff off and communicate and actually you know be able to produce something with less of like a physical and, and emotional burden on you. That could be something that works. Whether it will solve the issue at hand, I, I don't know. Because again, like I said, this is not a conclusive solution. In fact, this is just something that this is, is wishful thinking. It, this it, is it, it's, it's, it's just wishful thinking because not many studios do that. Right. And to see that, you know, Cloverworks and Wit Studio were going to come together to put together Spike's family. Hey, wonderful. Like this this is awesome. And also because it's 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 fucking Spike's family. It's a fucking good show. So And to be fair, uh besides collaboration, there is the transfer, the handoff, right? And those have varying level degrees of success. For every to your eternity there is with studio drive and with brain space and studio drive, I think is the name. Is it studio drive? Yeah, I mean, also this, I forget, like, you know, Vinland Saga was with exactly. studio, handed to Mappa. AOT is also the same, well. same thing. So in those cases. I think even, um, even Golden Kamui as well, right? Yeah, it was and Ancient, studio for a while. Ancient Magus Bride used to be with studio. Now it's studio Kafka of, uh, Neon Evangelion, uh, fame, uh, the creators from that. And, uh, I can at least, uh, without really going into the review of it, uh, the the three episode OVA is, is very very good. It's not like the same. I would say of the same, but it might just be a budgeting issue. It just might be because of three episodes anime original versus the manga. So it it, it will see just like with the second season of Two Year Eternity, just like with the quote unquote final season of AOT. We will see if the Ancient Magus' Bride Season 2 with a new studio, albeit a good studio, or at least a well-known one, will be able to deliver on the consistency and expectations of the fans. But, but, collaborations at the very least assumes, right? Of course, you can be a cynic or you can be an optimist, but it assumes that a collaboration means you are in it together. What the proportion is, what the responsibilities are, you know, as you said, it might just be a simple, yo, I vouch for, we vouch for each other. We we live uh, bad boys for life. We live, we die together, ride or die, right? But yeah, no, I I, th- I think that like as you as as we've said countless times already uh, in this in this recording, what how many times what, will at least seven eight times? That's pretty countless. Bro. Yeah, maybe even nine. Shit, like literally to your eternity at that point. It um, is an eternity, but yeah. But I think like what we are discussing here, we're not proposing, we're discussing here that these are things that 
could be used or done in a way to help alleviate stress, both on the financial level as well as on a health level of the creators, so that when we all want to continue watching the latest and greatest anime, we want to catch up on the latest and greatest manga, that we're also not just slowly and surely killing the creators that are putting these things in front of our faces. You know, like there's obviously a lot more things that can be done. But the fact that it hasn't been done just shows that like whatever solutions anybody's talked about, whatever changes that can be made to the industries, they're they're gonna persist. And it's not just like an anime manga industry specific thing as well. Like every single industry is impacted by just short deadlines, increased consumerism, high expectations, instant gratification, whatever it may be. And so therefore people are gonna be a lot more cutthroat, people are gonna make rash decisions. And unfortunately, you know, whilst you could say, oh, it's the consumer that loses out. No. It, and in the end, it's the hand that feeds you. It's the fucking creators and producers who work tirelessly to be able to create good content for us. Good or bad, really, actually. Like, because bad anime, people still watch that shit. I mean, the fact that so much bad anime has gone second and third seasons, like, it, it bewilders me. But, you know, but maybe there's but, space for that. Or there is something that Will and I don't know that someone somewhere has crunched the numbers or decide to give a second chance. There are so many possible explanations that we may never know or anyone other than those people in that, in that, you know, conference room or that studio would, would know that maybe, maybe, maybe we would hear like five, six years later. And even then that assumes that people are willing to spill the beans after the fact. But, uh, I do think that a Band-Aid is better than no aid whatsoever. Does that solve the systemic issue? No. Does I mean, that the, the reason why it's, it's systemic, right? Like, if it's been industry-wide, like, universal-wide, like, just putting a Band-Aid on this thing ain't going to solve nothing. But at least it'll help to alleviate some of the pain. Yeah, and I also feel that if each of these avenues get explored a little bit each time with each project slowly but surely it becomes kind of ingrained in the system and maybe over time it becomes common practice or maybe over time it ends up contributing to you know a large uh, proportion that can actually you know shoulder some of this burden and stress that all these animators mangaka's creators feel yeah so it is it is what it is, but at the end of the day, you can just hire more interns, right? No. Well, am I right? Am yeah. I right? Am I right? Am, one day, am one I day. right? Right, day. one day, one day. But I think also, just, just to sort of wrap this up as well, I think it just goes without saying. Like, I think Jason will absolutely agree with me as well. You know, if you're ever watching a show or you're reading a manga and it unfortunately you know, gets delayed or canceled or something else causes it to stop your appreciation for it, be a little bit more forgiving. Be a little bit more understanding that there are so many things behind the scenes that you and I will never, ever see. And therefore, before we even, like, say, oh, like, fuck Uncle Isekai for not making anything, even though, like, COVID's been a thing for a long, long time. Oh, like, screw Tagashi-san. Like, if he was in such bad health, why is he still doing stuff? Oh, when he's still doing stuff, it's all shit. So why should we even care for stuff? Let, don't do that. Because at the end of the day, you're forgetting that there is a human behind the product and they've been working so long. They've made a career out of it just to be able to entertain you. So don't run your mouth and say, fuck this guy, fuck that guy, fuck this girl, fuck that girl. 
at least appreciate what you've consumed and hope for the best because you don't know what you've got until it's gone. That's literally it. So I agree most of what Will just said. I think when you put your product out there as you know, someone who hosts an anime podcast or just a consumer of anime or manga, we have the right to critique the thing that came out. However, even though it may not appear or it may look the same, what goes on in my mind or my intentions, other than saying what it is and how I feel about the product, is very different than how I feel about the creator. Because if you flip it on its side, sometimes, how many times have you seen, Will, where the product is good, but the creator is so shitty, and that just spoils the IP, even though it has very little to do Ooh, with that, each other. That, that, that's, that's, a, that's a very a, that's a whole that's a whole different thing. But but, thing, but yeah. what I'm trying to say is, yeah, there are if the product is bad, I have the ability and the right to say it's bad. But I'm not saying fuck it's, that guy. Yeah, I'm not saying yeah. fuck that guy or fuck that studio. I'm just saying that's a bad product. Does that explain a way like oh, all of a sudden if you tell me that there's tight deadlines or scheduling, I'll just be like, oh, yeah, fine. Then I'll give you an extra point on Mal. No, not really. Does that forgive or make my watching or consuming experience better? No, it doesn't. But it provides context in a way that does that, that separates the product from the person that made or the group of people that made the product. So I might say, you know, Uncle Isekai, it's not shit though, but Uncle Isekai is shit for, for, for you know, COVID and delaying and what the fuck, guys. But, and I think that you have the right and I have, we all have the right to really kind of shit on that. But at the end of the day, I also feel like there is reasoning behind it. Does it justify it to a, a certain extent? In this case, yes. But in another way, it doesn't matter. So it doesn't, it doesn't matter. I know I'm trying to have my cake and eat it too, but that's really how I feel about that. Yeah. I'm more just talking about it in in, 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 in relation to what brought up this discussion in the first place, right? Yeah, Re- yeah, yeah. Respect for the creator's health and well-being. And, you know, like, again, criticisms are always, like, you know, going to happen founded or unfounded but at the same time like we we ought to at least take a step back and just think like is it just us not liking the product or are we going you know a step further and hating on the person too and i don't want to get to that level because a lot of times it's very undeserved and um you know if if we want to continue consuming good anime and good manga we have to continue supporting the industry which includes the creators which includes the animation studios um at, at the end of this conversation like have we solved anything of course fuck no no right? like, no we, absolutely not far from it but at and, least at least hopefully by listening to this at least you get a better idea of you know why we want to talk about it and why it's you know it, it it really shouldn't just be like a controversial topic. Oh, don't talk about someone's health and well being. You never understand someone's personal being. It's like no, like to want someone to have you know good health and mental well being should be a norm. We shouldn't never wish for someone to you know lose their sensibilities, lose their health and whatnot. That's that's just fucked up. And 
you can also wish us good health and good tidings because this is the end of uh, BP number 13. By the way, by the time this releases, uh, I'm sure y'all have had a very, very happy new year. Oh, yeah. So. Uh, happy new year, y'all. Happy new year, guys. Ready for 2023. Will and I are kind of ready. I don't know. We have to we have to check ourselves before we wreck ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Well, no, no. Just don't wreck the the script when you're doing the closing statement of uh, today's episode. What do you mean wrecking the fact that you can reach us through our email jpallet at gmail dot com j a p a l e t t e at gmail dot com all lowercase all one word uh, using our handle at pallet good that's capital p and capital g all one word on Twitter. And you can also join our GAP Discord. We have a website, www.goodanimepalette.com. And most importantly, because this is technically should be releasing at the beginning of 2023, but not season five. It would be season four. So music credits for this episode. Our intro music is Relaxation Station by Magus Ringblum. And we will not have a break music, but our outro music is none other than Golden Rules by Luax. You both, can s- both amazing tracks. Support them. Yeah, you and, and do you know how you can support them? You, oh, do tell, do tell. You can support them by listening to them on Spotify, Apple Music, or other various music listening platforms. And our royalty-free music was provided by Epidemic Sound. Thank you very much, Epidemic Sound. If you're interested, you can sign up using our referral link that is in the show description. Terms and conditions apply. Uh, yeah, so I know it's a heavy subject, and it is a very massive subject that permeates more than just the anime and manga industry or Asia or whatnot. I mean, but it, it certainly permeated a lot of our episodes, because whether we liked it or not, like if we we, we did do a, an episode specific to mental well-being, but we, we talk about this kind of stuff in almost every other episode, just you know talking about behind the scenes, health, mental well-being. It, it's just something that, you know, like you said, is an unwanted part of the industry, but it very much is an everlasting existing part of the industry. But we hope, regardless of whatever condition or circumstances, you will continue to exist to listen to our future episodes. Will, is there anything you want to end this heavy, burdensome, but important uh, discussion. Yeah, pray for our health and well-being for 2023 and beyond because we want to continue producing all these wonderful episodes, whether it's a BP, AD, or a regular episode. Um, we we just love this stuff. So far, nobody has come over and you know given us death threats. And don't please don't do that. Do that. Don't please do please that. don't do that. Uh, but, but we appreciate everybody wanting you. And at the same time, from us to you, from the GAP to the listeners. Have a very, very wonderful Happy New Year. Oh, and happy belated Christmas, guys. As, uh, yeah, we didn't actually say that last time, right? So, yeah, uh, happy holidays, happy new year, and I hope that everybody has a better, better year in 2023. Peace.